Yeah. You always pour your coffee, like, literally as soon as I say we're hitting record. You're going live. Live. There it is. From, it took them three extra days to pick up my recycling palooza. My whole world's crumbling, Matt. Why? Just 4th of July? Just screwed them all up? I don't know. They just, they just suck. It's yet another manic Monday edition of Business Pants. Joined with the Lord of BS, Matt Biscardi. Woo! I am full of BS today. I went down Today's deep rabbit holes I don't want to talk about. Soggy Marshmallow called July 10th, 2023. Top 10 sexy story updates and a new segment called Director of the Week. Do we have that now? Are both those things true? Both of those things are true. Not only are they true, you've heard us talk about something called board sabermetrics. Well, we don't talk about that anymore for reasons that will remain legal. What because we say of the instead US is go to freefloatanalytics.com and you yourself can pick your own director of the week any week because most of it's free. So yeah, and if do anyone that. It actually listens to this and actually cares about what Matt's saying, you can actually even. Direct message me on LinkedIn. I'll we can do it together. Yeah. I'll show you how to get you in there. You tell us who the director of the week is. The listener director of the week. I would love that as a set. You can stay. You anonymous. want to know anything? If you want you to know stay. about a company or director? I'll give you a little mini report. You could stay totally anonymous, but let's jump into it because you got ten yeah. things to talk about. I've got like. And I was one just kidding. I'm not going to help you with anything. No. <laughs> Here we go. Your favorite. American news music. I don't mind it on a rainy day, actually. I hate it when it's sunny out. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> it's so sunny. It's such sunny music. From the top, Threads, now the fastest growing app in history. Ooh. With 100 million ah. users in just five days. That sounds like us. That sounds like our, like audience our listeners. trajectory. Yeah, that's our Although listener we are, base. We, Although we were recently, again, we didn't pay for this. And Matt, no. I think you posted about it on LinkedIn. We were recently called the 19th best business news podcast. Was it we, best or what we was were, it? Yeah, we were the, it's the the business news podcast to listen to. Yeah, okay. So and you hear we that, were, people? We ranked 19th. Oh, there's the audience. I knew somebody would like but it. We're, already, we're telling people who already know about us. How do we tell everyone else? We're 19th in the world. It's in the impressive. entire world, we beat out the BBC. We beat out the Wall Street Journal. We did yeah. not beat out the South Carolina Business Review. We did. Well, they're good. I, that's that's legit. They've been good they for a us. long time. They were eleventh. Yeah. We were nineteenth. So they got that sweetened tea down there. That's what makes them so good. <laughs> uh, oh, Threads has overtaken Chat GPT's record. So, how long did it take Chat GPT to reach hundred million users? Do you think? Uh, it wasn't that took long. Threads it was five a couple days. months or something, wasn't it? Okay. Well, you had to get the answer. You had to get it exactly right. It kind of kills the conversation when you answer it exactly right. I don't right. know. It, it was months. like a story <laughs> everywhere. Like Two it was months. a story everywhere. I, you know, what's most impressive about it is I, I signed us up for threads. Ooh. And for, I, I intentionally, I'm off of Facebook. I'm not, uh-huh. I am not on Instagram. Like free I only do Instagram to look at the like local bagel places to see if they have like a deal. I got on Threads and I was a little bit excited to be on what felt like <laughs> adult Twitter. Like I, if well, th- this is what everyone's saying. I, I did see a headline that said that uh, Musk is making Zuck look cool again. Uh, yeah, it's not false, and I hate it. I hate that that it's happening. I know, it's weird. It's really How uncomfortable. This? How about the second headline? Musk hits below the belt with latest Zuckerberg attacks. 
I think you've you've made these jokes actually on this show. This is how disturbed I am by our current world. You've made these jokes in with tongue in cheek, obviously. Yeah. In jest, uh-huh. in a satirical mode. But here we go. Uh, Elon Musk now tweeting, uh, calling uh, Mark Zuckerberg a cuck. Oh, I would and, not make that joke. And well, we did call it Cucker Tarlson. Yeah, well, that's just because we put the C in the T. That's okay, but not... I'm just saying, and proposed a literal dick measuring contest. Those are his oh. words. <laughs> so you this always refer to it. You always like say this on the show, and I always feel very uncomfortable because I hate that kind of stuff. But here we go. This is it. This is the world. What this happened? is the CEO world. What happened when they were 13? What 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 is the trauma that happened? Isolation. That we're, we're that at the we're at the point. Loneliness. Where the richest man in the world and the world and the man that has literally the largest monopoly on communication in the entire Don't world. Put this on Mark Zuckerberg. This is not Mark Zuckerberg. This I is know, Elon Musk entirely. I know it's not Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg agreed to a cage fight, though. Okay, but this Ooh, is like giant this is the exact. This is the exact reason why everyone loves Zuck again, or at least likes him. Look, Vivek, because of this kind of stuff. Vivek, you were on the show. I invited him back because this is supposed to be ESG month oh, in Congress. I've invited them back several times. Like, Vivek, you were on the show, and we asked you a question about there were more female CEOs than ever before in history. How did he feel about it? And he said he didn't care. He only cared about merit. Well, what is the merit what does that of mean? two yeah. of these idiots actually measuring each other's penises potentially for, for what? What are we solving? What is that meritocracy? Should we put them on another board? Should we like? What are we doing here? What merit got them to this place where they well, can to, do this? To Zuck's credit, he's a director only at Meta. Yeah. Well, Musk was a, is a director at Tesla, but also no, so, owns yeah, five Musk, other yeah. companies. So yeah. right. Uh, moving on. This one's a little lengthy, but we haven't covered this, and I feel like we should. You know, give news to our Chinese fans. Yeah, the Ch- <laughs> which we have several of. The oh, I'm just I'm muting something because it's bugging me. Okay, do that. The Chinese authorities announced a fine of nearly one billion dollars for the financial technology firm Ant Group. Nearly oh. three years after they halted the company's plan for a record-breaking IPO. Okay, I remember that. Here, yeah, here's why I'm bringing it up. This is a big corporate governance thing. So. Three years ago, the People's Bank of China, which is the country's central bank, said that Ant had been indifferent to the law. I don't really know what that means. Does that mean indifferent to the people who actually own the company? What does that mean, indifferent to the law? I don't really know that one. I mean, is that like is that like a kid that throws like the wrapper from their Pall Malls on the ground? Like I'm casually indifferent to littering, and then they smoke a cigarette. I don't understand that. The, one of the things the central bank ordered was to bolster corporate governance. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. In, yeah. So, the okay. investigation into Ant began when founder and billionaire entrepreneur Jack Ma publicly criticized Chinese regulators in 2022, and then he disappeared. Remember, he disappeared. Yeah, yeah. He 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 ghosted the world for like a month. Or someone ghosted him. No, this was for he disappeared really for years, didn't he? Or he, no, he stayed out of the public eye he, for he years. He popped up and then he went back into the underground. I, I I remember it was like a couple weeks where everyone was like, "Where is Jack Ma?" I think we even did some joke content around it. Said he was like and under then, someone's couch. 
last month in a story that we did not cover, uh, Alibaba, which owns Ant Group, there was a shakeup at the top. Two longtime executives who helped found the company were put in charge. So Eddie Wu is the new CEO of Alibaba. Daniel Zhang is stepping down. And the new chair is Joe Tsai, who also owns the Brooklyn Nets, I believe. So all that's going on at Alibaba. Uh, They're restructuring the company into six different companies, each wow. one with its own CEO and board of directors, which I, which to me does not simplify. I, mean, I know that this is meant to bolster corporate governance. To me, this makes it all the more difficult to understand what the hell is going on. It feels very chable doesn't it? Doesn't it feel doesn't very it? Yeah. yeah, it's like North and, Korean but, but or the, South Korean chables. But the Chinese government's concern was was a monopoly, right? So, uh, so it, yeah. Aren't they a monopoly? The Chinese. I know government? this is where I'm confused. <laughs> I'm but this is where I, I like to. <laughs> this is why I like at least like to try to cover this story because these are you know the, these Chinese companies are rated by typical ESG ratings industries, are they not? I don't think it's a monopoly that's their concern. I think it's a competitor, right? Like, but who, who's competing? What do you mean? Alibaba is like the what the largest provider of like a whole bunch of stuff in China, right? Like, and and they've grown to such a state where they're wouldn't they competing be harder to government? control, right? Aren't they yeah. kind of a a government competitor in a in a sort of adjacent way, not a direct it, way, but it does feel that way. Ant Group, which processes uh, digital payments, right? Call uh, they own a platform called Alipay, serves over 1.3 billion users, which essentially is the yeah, population of China. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. And, and I can't pretend to know the nuances of the Chinese market. Um, but I do know that the Chinese government does seem to step in whenever any company gets too large. They did the same thing when there was a lot of conspicuous wealth amongst you know some of the founders of some of the larger companies in China. They were tamping down what they could say, how they could say it. And this is Jack Ma among them. I think there's a there's an effort to like you don't upstage the government. You're not bigger than the government. They, we, it's like we don't want a musk here. We don't want somebody who just says whatever they want, buys whatever they want, does whatever they want, and then basically becomes a, you know, a cult. Yeah, I mean, according to, I'm looking at the MSCI report on Alibaba, it's, it's not technically a government-controlled company. It's a privately held company, which I think a lot of people in the West kind of sneer at and mock, but uh, I guess... I, get, I mean, really, they're acting no differently than the the current FTC commissioner. Her name is Lana Khan, I believe. Lena Khan. Lena Khan. Yeah. She's going after Amazon currently, right? And Meta, actually. Is it any different than that? Uh, no. I mean, when I look at their board on freefloatanalytics.com, they're sixty yes. percent connected, and it's really mm-hmm. just two people. It's it's Yang Zhang, who I think the Americanized version is Daniel Zhang. Um, and it's, uh, it's, uh, Joe Zang is stepping, yeah, Zang is stepping down as CEO. He's stepping down currently. So those, they were, they were the controlling parties. So the data looks like they're, they're independent, but they operate in right. China. We are, we know that when China says to Google, shut down access to something, Google shuts down access to that thing. That's not doesn't work like you say no to the government especially when the potential market is a billion people right 
you don't say no. So that's what's going on over there, Alibaba. I don't know. That was for our Chinese fans. I know you did um, not enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. Blah, blah, blah. BT CEO, Philip Jansen to step down. BT? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's why I pointed this out. Yeah, why? And I want to spend... Cause we, and we should. Sp- I like to talk about these European companies. This is a, a telecommunications company out of the UK. I'm looking at the free flow analytics stats. This is our stats. Their current CEO, Philip Jansen, is stepping down. He is number three in total influence on the board. Their Whoa. current chair, Adam Crozier, is number six in total influence at 7%. Whoa. The U- UK boards, Chinese boards, they're just so different than our than what we're what we come to expect here in the U.S. that I just wanted to throw a few into the news headlines. I like that. I like a, I, I like a, a weak CEO chair combination running my board. That's British Telecom, right? Is that what that is? Yeah, BT Group. I like that. Wow. I will tell you this, that if anyone cares, or if you're betting on this, that there are two independent directors right now who, according to our data, actually perform quite well. They are Matthew David Key and Ian Michael Cheshire. They're both about 60 years old. They both outperform their peers by wide margins across all of our performance metrics. So maybe BT Group should look at those two as potential successors. Oh, like successors. Oh, sure. Well, that would be if there was a meritocracy, you might do something like that. Well, are let's you see listening, what happens. Vivek? Yeah, let's see what happens. One of them, I think it was... <laughs> I think it's key was actually a former CEO at a telecommunications company. So, oh, he's why not, not qualified not then. No. All right, moving on. Uh, Bob Iger likely to seek a contract extension beyond his current one. It's supposed to expire oh at the end God. of 2024. <laughs> but we're, we're Matt. We are once again back in a succession planning disaster at <laughs> Disney. Like we we can't escape it. It's really weird. Like why that- why only Bob Iger? The current chair of the board is Mark Parker. He is the executive chair at Nike also, so it's not like the he's got nothing C- to do. Former CEO at Nike? Former is CEO right? of Nike. Why not? Why not current just executive him? chair. Let's just and give it to he's him. he's the head of the nominating committee. What What's we, wrong with Parker? Nike I, I'm sure they must have Nike. asked him, and he said, forget it. There's no way. Forget it. Really? I mean, I don't, I don't get this. I, I, I mean, it just seems to be a, this is a... The Chapik thing was a disaster. We we can't do an internal succession plan again. It's gonna you know what blow the amazing up because part Iger's is? gonna swoop back in. You know the what? worst part about this is is it's perfectly set up to be a glass cliff, right? Like right now, the okay. conservatives in this country are like targeting Disney. Oh yeah, because they're so woke and all that stuff. Every headline is about you know park attendance not being high enough and mm-hmm. Disney losing money in their movies because they're so woke. So they're set up to. What Iger steps down, whoever replaces him, it, it's going to be terrible. And they're, the likelihood that they choose a woman or a person of color now is much higher than it has ever been in the past because well, we're a little be bit high. more open to that sort of thing, right? Uh, and then they're going to get accused of being yeah. super woke, and that person is destined to fail just so Iger can what? Come back again? I think Iger's just avoiding the inevitable. He's playing the political cycle. I bet you this is a, this is him being like by 2024 the election won't you know we won't be out of the woods right we're right. we're going to be squarely in the middle of this and we need to find a successor in a, an environment where 
we can do we can hire the best person and that means actually looking at you know other people than white men and therefore we can't we can't hire anybody other than a white man without being accused of being woke so well, maybe, let me tell you this maybe that's let me tell why. you this disney as we've reported here several times, Disney is a female-led board with female-led influence. They've leaned into that. I yeah, applaud them for correct. that. That's yes, Susan Arnold, chair, just stepped down, so those numbers are going to change a little bit, as you said, Mark Parker, now the chair. So these numbers you know, are going to swing back a little bit towards men. But this is a company that should, its next CEO absolutely should be a woman. Yeah. I, I, Glass Cliff notwithstanding, I don't know what you're doing at Disney if you don't appoint a woman, really, because maybe you do need a woman to get out of this mess, this like leadership mess. Maybe we got to get beyond ego and well, do we do think something else that if yeah. the CEO of Twitter and Tesla and all these places was a woman, we'd be measuring our penis size? I th- I'm going to get <laughs> go with no. All right. Yeah, I'm uh, moving on. Uh, and the story we talked about before, I was uh, I, I used to make fun of the CEO of uh, the United Kingdom, King Charles. I, I yelled at guy, him a yeah. lot because he refused to talk about climate change now that he was the king. Because I guess the kings aren't allowed to talk about politics. But <laughs> stupid, uh, he, he's ditching tradition, Matt, and he's talking about climate change with uh, the CEO of America, Joe Biden. So there you go. Oh, oh, well that that deserves <laughs> some tepid <laughs> clapping. I don't. I mean. <laughs> I can't believe this is like my tradition. As I I said on Friday, I went to this large conference in Toronto, which we'll be talking about our conference experiences this Wednesday. Ari and Jesse will talk about Greenfin. I'll talk about Collision a little bit. My experience, I went to several DEI classes, master classes, talks, speeches. Master classes, yeah. And I felt like it was 1999 all over again because... Really, the, the the headline was like we we need to talk about diversity. We need to talk like right. I mean, like that's. I just feel like not, we haven't progressed at all. That's what I feel like by this headline. These stories that they're excited that Charles and Biden are talking about climate change. We're screwed, right? Like that's the excitement that they're just even talking about it. Like I think we're just twenty years behind here. No. I mean, you got asked, like, uh, you know, why add diversity to the board? Prove to me that it matters. And that was yeah. when? 15 years ago? Like, we're still... It does seem like that now. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just we treading water. Conversation. Yeah. And now we're fighting off all the crazies, all the, like, crazy Viviks who, who think that a, a woman means that they're not the most qualified to be in the role. Just by hearing female or woman, he mm-hmm. automatically swings to, well, it can't be a merit-based decision. So we're, we're now we're fighting that off. So we're just screwed. I, I, I just, I, I, do you ever watch the show The Witcher on Netflix? You ever seen that show? I'm going to say no. I have never I, seen like, that show. I just read I, I didn't the, even know you watch TV. I, this is I don't really, even but I read, I, yeah. I wanted to know whether it was any good, so I read Worth uh-huh. It or Woke. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so you're so if it's on the low score, which means then it's, I know it's it's, I'm then just you're reversing gonna it. I'm just gonna watch it, and yeah, yeah. and it was like they the the big lament was like, uh, oh, th- of course the the girl that's ninety pounds beat up the big strong man. How real is that? That's so woke. And I was like, uh, okay, it, she has she she has like match. She, she throw has fireballs. Like what are we talking yeah, about here? Like, <laughs> like we're really yeah. upset about that. She could throw that's a fireball. Depressing. How fucking real is it supposed to be? Starbucks violated federal labor law when it shut down a unionized store in Ithaca, New York. A U.S. labor judge just ruled last week 
Uh, he said it was done in large part to discourage unionization efforts in Ithaca and elsewhere. I mean, Matt, three stores in Ithaca voted to unionize. And Starbucks, how did Starbucks respond? They immediately shut all three stores. Yeah. How did Starbucks not get more <laughs> not shit great. for this? Yeah, they did get some shit for this. They I mean, got more the, shit for this. There's an entire quote-unquote woke generation that loves Starbucks, goes there every day. How do they not get more crap for that? I don't understand. I don't. I don't really understand. Like, um, it's, it's ugly. It's yeah, embarrassing. It's it really. It's really really stupid. And it's and it's ideologically stupid. They wouldn't shut them down if Howard Schultz, the mm-hmm. founder of Starbucks, did not ideologically oppose unions for his entire tenure. Like historically, yeah. I don't. Know, this is stupid. Uh, die. Oh, I like this one. This is this is like. Uh, this is like a stakeholder capitalism headline. I, I like this one. This is talking about diners in LA saying that they are shocked that there's a 4% employee health care fee Whoa. on their bills. I love that. Now, right now, you I remember a few years ago, you were noodling with a system. Uh, it was like a score. What was it? It was like a scorecard. It was like an about ingredient, where the, a nutrition t- card. Yes, t- nutrition tell me about card. It. So uh, yeah. I really, my dream, well, our collective dream is that yeah. you could go to like a Target and on the side mm-hmm. of the building would be right. a, like a nutrition card that tells you all about like the company, like the, you know, the percentage of women that work there, the percentage of women in senior management, the you know, percentage of like CEOs that wear, you know, salmon colored shirts, whatever like interesting stats we could get. Mm-hmm. But I love the idea of getting like a receipt that says yeah. like here is where all the money yeah, got exactly. spent. Here's how it like what we did with it, all that stuff. Putting this on there just shows how fundamentally stupid it is that in this country, like there's no other way to get healthcare except to beg well, that- your employer for it. That part is true, but the part that gets me is that, so I'm guessing diners would not be shocked if part of the fee for their bill was like get better glasses or, <laughs> right, like get better plateware, but they're shocked about that it's that part of the cost is is con- going right to the workers' no, a, healthcare? I mean, no, it's as if why is that a problem? It was easier to pretend that you weren't paying for their healthcare when the bill was just for food. Like that 4% was just in the food, yeah. right? Like, so when I gave right. you a, a, a dish of pasta, <laughs> you, you know how pasta costs like 20 cents to make a, a yeah. like a, well, a bowl of pasta, right? I, but a good restaurant is got to be homemade. You go to so a really good restaurant, and might yeah. you might be get up to a dollar per bowl, right? We're not talking mm-hmm. about huge amounts of money for a bowl of pasta, but when you get charged twenty dollars for it, where do you think that it doesn't just go? Like, there's thirty people there that have to like cook the pasta, make the pasta, yeah. bring you the pasta, say hello at the door, get you out. Like, you're paying for the people, and included in the people is the healthcare fee. In fact, what they should do is they should stop calling it surcharges because it makes it mm-hmm. sound like they're yeah. adding this on top. Really, right. what they should do is do receipts of the charges that are incredibly granular. Like this was for that stupid shirt that says "Welcome to Porky's." Yeah, or whatever, exactly. Right? New placemats. Like what this, about those little <laughs> things that you put under the table so it doesn't wobble? Like this was for the seven clams that we put in your pasta, right? Like I, that, I want that level of granularity. 
What's odd to me is that you could have you could have just raised the prices, I guess, by four percent or whatever math that you need to do to you know raise the, the price of the spaghetti, or you tell the diners that they're contributing to healthcare that they're they're and then about. they're shot, then they're appalled, they're, they're freaking yeah. the fuck out, like why am I paying for your healthcare? What do you think this is? You either pay for it by paying for the bowl of pasta and then the owner has to pay for the health care or you pay for it by paying taxes and the taxes pay for health care. Like it gets paid for one way or the other. Like how do you think when you go to work, you have health care? Because when we were at MSCI selling ESG data and ratings, the and built spaghetti. into the ratings was the cost yep. of me and my right. health care. I'm sorry. That's what and it is. We and your delicious charge. marinara sauce. We should show yeah. that on the receipt. It would, it would be like your data actually costs 40 cents. Then we charge $400,000 for employees in healthcare. Yeah. And what percentage does the CEO get? How much does Henry get out of that? I mean, for every transaction, my dream was, um, and part of what I worked on for the nutrition card was to say for every transaction, every dollar, a million dollars of things that get bought from this company, how much goes into the CEO's pocket? This is why I bring this up because to me, this is like the great side of ESG data, right? Is that we just want more of it. I, I want the restaurant to tell us, every, break down all the percentages. I'm, I'm happy to look at that receipt all day long. It's it's good reading material for later. And if you're on a date, you can discuss the receipt. You can talk about I mean, maybe which allocations you appreciate, which you don't. It's good for everybody. Actually, my, my shock and anger would be, why did you only show me the healthcare fee? Show me the entire yeah. employee cost fee. Show me the yeah. management fee. Show me all Retirement. the fees. Don't show me that all one because then everyone's outraged that I paid four pennies at, per dollar for healthcare when really like 30 pennies per dollar was to employees, 20 pennies mm -hmm. per dollar was the guy who owns the place. Like I want to know all yeah, that owns stuff. The, or, or what about the guy who owns the building that you're paying rent to? I'd be super That's upset fine. to see the other charges. This one would yeah. then look pitifully low compared to everything else. I love this. Show us all your data. Uh, Norway's new phosphate deposits are so massive they could guarantee solar power and electric cars for the next 50 years. They discovered 77 billion tons of phosphate rock. Whoa. I like when we discover a rock. It feels so archaic. Well, why does Norway get to have everything good? They only have like 6 million people. No, 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 living no. There. wait, back up. Yeah. Two things about Norway oil. you should know. Yeah. yeah. The entire country is built on oil. They yeah, lobbied. but now they now, now they find seventy seven billion tons of phosphate rock for their six million people. No, they're going to sell it everywhere. But they Norway because it's an no. Oil but I'm saying like country, why are they why are they so lucky? That's what I'm they trying to lobbied at. against calling gas natural gas. They they mm -hmm. it was going to be excluded from one of the sustainable um, the uh, the sustainable sort of fuels Norway in the taxonomy. Really? Norway is one of the people that pushed back on it and said natural gas should be sustainable or low polluting or, or low carbon. False. Number two, Norway in our data has the highest gender gap, gender power yep. gap of any country in the world. They have a mandate of 40% women on the board and they have the mm -hmm. word, they give women no power. So yeah, they get stuff and then what they do with it is they look good and don't actually do the thing. I'm yeah. not. A, I'm. I'm. I'm less and less a fan of the Scandinavian countries. I'm. I'm absolutely with you there on that one. And finally, let's end with an apology. Whiz Air. <laughs> I already <laughs> hate it. <laughs> Publicly traded company. Just I. You know, falls into our category. 
Uh, they are apologizing to a Ukrainian soldier with an amputated leg because they kicked him off a flight. Oh. Why did they kick him off? I guess because he couldn't sit down properly, so for safety reasons, they had to give him the boot. Did they put him on another <laughs> flight, or did they just be like, sorry? What, what? I, I guess because of his pros- his his fake leg, because I can't pronounce that word. Prosthesis? Yeah. Prosthetic leg. Yeah. He couldn't sit down? I'm trying to picture this leg. Maybe it was like a, a joke giraffe leg, and they got I, the wrong well, one or something? I mean, what? I, I don't know what's going on. I don't on. really get why. Yeah, I mean, why you couldn't he take the leg off and put it in the over to check that <laughs> I, don't, the I think now you're in luggage. territory. I think where's wait, where's where's there's Emma. <laughs> <laughs> is that bad? <laughs> I think it is. All right, I want to do something now. It's my yeah. turn. And I'm going to build it off the story that you just covered about Starbucks. Oh, this, I was hoping Wiz Air. Come on. No, I did not do Wiz Air. This is legs. the Director of the Week brought to you by FreeFloatAnalytics.com. Go to FreeFloatAnalytics.com, sign up. You can I'm see the right S&P now. 500 directors for free, how they perform and who's powerful. Starbucks has been doing some union busting. I'm going to go and to Starbucks right now. I am looking at one of the directors that you, whose name maybe you should know. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying this dude union busted, but I will say that this is somebody who's been on the board since 2019. He's part of the board that brought back Howard Schultz. He heads the Audit and Compliance Committee, and he sits on the Human Capital Committee. Yep. He listed in the skills matrix. So I don't know if you've ever read a company's skills matrix. Now, Damien, I know you have. I'm talking to the listener. Oh, yeah. I love it. When you go to a proxy statement um, that these companies issue, these are public statements, they actually, a lot of them now, will list out the skills of each of their directors in categories. He listed in his skills human capital management, managing people. That's okay. one of his core skills. Good skill. Side note. Especially at a company like Starbucks, yeah. Satya Nadella sits on this board, Starbucks, Mm -hmm. did not list human capital management as a core skill. Makes Mm -hmm. me a little nervous if you're a Microsoft employee. Double side note, Starbucks lists in its skills matrix as one of its skills, gender, ethnic, or national diversity. Is that a skill? Wait, say that again. What's the skill? Starbucks lists gender, ethnic, and national diversity as a skill in its skills matrix. It doesn't have a separate Hmm. thing for that. It's not not a skills and diversity matrix? Nope, it's a skills matrix. See, now you're you're triggering the right now. You're going to trigger the right. Well, I'm just saying, they did put a check mark next to all the women, for people that identify as a woman, as a a gender skill. I, I'm just confused, Starbucks. You can separate those things. You can have skills, and you can have gender and ethnic diversity as separate goals. It doesn't have to be a skill. But the person I chose today is the VP and COO at Nike, Andrew Campion. Oh, another Nike person. Another okay, Nike yeah. person. Where's my cheering? What about Andrew? Oh, there's yeah. everybody. Andrew. Our data has Starbucks as a totalitarian board. Run oh, by absolutely. its ex-founder Schultz. He has sixty-eight yeah. percent of the influence on that board. I don't want anyone to forget that Schultz. You know, you know, I know there's been a new, a quote-unquote, new CEO, Laxman Narasimhan. 
Schultz is still on the board. He still, he still dominates this company. He's, I mean, he's still, he is the company still. It, it's a joke if you think because he stepped down and made Laxman the... Stepped down where? He, he just went to a different to room. to the board to tell everyone else yeah. what to do, okay? Right. Um, so we have them as a totalitarian board. The, the team's strength is earnings. They do a good job earnings, but their weakness is controversial business activity like a history of union busting. The team win rate is uh, 0.155, which is abysmal. Their, their batting yeah. average is one of the worst in the S&P 500. And Campion has 3% of the influence on this board and a team worst batting average of 0.404, just below average, but not great. I, I, I'll add to this. That for an S&P 500 company, again, that, that, that operates in the public eye, you know, in the right in the woke world, right? Yeah, they're square woke. They are. They are just shockingly without female representation on their board. Only two. Only two directors, and and not only only two out of eight. So that's what twenty five percent of the board. Yeah, they only have ten percent of influence, but only two directors. One of them is the chair. Yes, Melody Louise Hobson, but still. That's shockingly low. They have a 15% power gap for between women and men on that board. 15%. Which is two, just only two women in general. It just seems, I, I don't, there aren't many S&P 500 companies these days that don't have at least three women anyway. So. Not great. That's your director of the week, Andrew Campion. Put that on your wall. And whenever you read a Starbucks <laughs> story about union busting, Ask, what did Andrew have to say about that? He actually he sits uh, on these committees. This is one of his core skills. One of the things I love about free flow analytics is that you can click on the director's name. First of all, I love that when I go on to Starbucks, I can see how much influence Howard has immediately. Yeah. Okay. Big. This is not a, a, a subjective thing. We have it object, objectively, we've, we've captured this data. But when you click on Andrew Campion and you open up, you get a beautiful picture of him, like a little baseball card. Yeah. And you know what? He looks like a cross between Bob Iger and Vince McMahon. So he I think he should. <laughs> I think he should be taken more seriously. That's all we got. That's Damian Ross. I'm Matt Muscardi. That was a Monday roundup of something or other. We're going to be back again on Wednesday. We have a really busy Wednesday because there are congressional hearings on ESG, because this oh. ESG month, because there's ESG lots month, of yeah. anti-woke stuff happening, and we got to do a conference roundup. But until then, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. <laughs>